Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome to the Science of Success. Introducing your host, Matt Bodner. Welcome to the Science of Success, the number one evidence-based growth podcast on the internet with more than a million downloads and listeners in over 100 countries. In this episode, we explore rejection in depth. We talk about the incredible power of rejection, go deep into rejection therapy, Look at the incredible results created by seeking out rejection and living beyond your comfort zone. Talk about the magic of asking why. Hear a few incredible stories from 100 days of rejection and much more with our guest, Ja Jang. I'm going to give you three reasons why you should join our email list today by going to successpodcast.com and signing up right on the homepage. First, you're going to get an awesome free guide that we created based on listener demand called How to Organize and Remember Everything. You can get it completely for free along with another surprise bonus guide just for signing up by joining the email list today. Next, you're going to get a curated weekly email from us every single week called Mindset Monday, which listeners have been absolutely loving. This is short, simple articles and stories that we found interesting in the last week. Lastly, you're going to get an exclusive chance to shape the show. You can vote on guests, you can impact the intro and outro music, things around the show, and you can submit your own questions to guests that we will ask them and sometimes even give you a call out on the show. So if you want to ask questions to the guests, if you want to be part of the list, there's some amazing stuff going on that's only available to our email subscribers. So make sure you sign up and join the email list. You can do that by going to success podcast.com and signing up right on the homepage. Or if you're on the go right now, if you're driving around, or if you're just listening on your phone or whatever, just text the word smarter, that's S-M-A-R-T-E-R, to the number 
4422. Again, just text SMARTER to 44222 or go to successpodcast.com. Either way, sign up for that email list. In our previous episode, we explored what it takes to succeed at the highest possible levels. We got into the science and the data from years in the trenches with the world's top performers, including NFL teams, Red Bull athletes, and much more to uncover the strategies that really work for achieving results. We dug deep into the lifelong quest of discovering your own personal philosophy and much more with Dr. Michael Gervais. If you want to learn about the secrets of world-class performance and how you can use them in your own life, listen to that episode. Now for the show. Today, we have another amazing guest on the show. Jia Jiang. Jia is the founder of 100 Days of Rejection and the author of Rejection Proof. In an effort to overcome his fear of rejection, Jia spent 100 days forcing himself into situation after situation where rejection was almost guaranteed. He's been featured on the TED stage, Forbes, Business Insider, and much more. Jia, welcome to the Science of Success. Hey, Matt. Thank you for having me here. Well, we're super excited to have you on today. I know we were talking about in the pre-show, you know, uh, me and Austin are both huge fans of, of rejection and rejection therapy and all the stuff you talk about. But before we get into the meat of that, I'd love for you to kind of share your personal story and your kind of your personal experience with rejection and, and how that led to the challenge to get rejected for 100 days in a row. Yeah. So, I mean, my relationship with rejection has been going back to when I was a kid. And I just found out just throughout my life, I was really afraid of people's opinions and especially their rejection. And but on the other side, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. You know, I want to be this fearless guy who go out and change the world and make new things. So those two conflicting emotions have always bothered me for a long time. So it took me a long time before I started my own company. And partly because it was because of this reason, I was really afraid of how people will see me and, you know, rejection from family and friends, you know, and the possible failure. So I started my own company when I was 30. And then even after I started, quit my job and, and became an entrepreneur. And also I found I was still afraid of rejection so much so that I was rejected. It was an investment. And then I just wanted to quit right there. And that's where it kind of, uh, it dawned on me. And I was like, wow, I, I can't be this afraid anymore. You know, if I want to be a great entrepreneur, I want to be successful at anything. I cannot let that fear dictate my life. So that's where I said, you know what, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm done. I'm going to take, take rejection head on. And that's how I've discovered this concept of rejection therapy, where basically it just challenges you to do rejection. And that's what I did. And so you set out to, to get rejected, was it 100 days in a row or was it just 100 times? It's uh, 100 times, I mean, hopefully in a row, but, but at the end, it, it became a little bit impossible just because of all the uh, obligations I had. But yeah, that was the original idea that I would do 100 rejections, 100 consecutive days of rejection where I would go and look for rejection. But it's more or less maybe 130 days or something like that. And so... Tell me a little bit about some of the experiences from that and, you know, why, why was your solution to fear of rejection to say, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to get rejected a hundred times, basically a hundred days in a row. You mean, what's the, what's the motivation behind it or what's the, how, so what kind of request I made? 
Yeah. So tell me, tell me, start with kind of what was your motivation for doing that? And then tell me about, you know, one or two of the experiences you had when you started doing that. And what was it like emotionally for you to go through that? So basically the idea of rejection therapy is you go out and look for rejection, right? Most people actually, everyone run away from rejection or try to minimize rejection. But the idea is you are never going to cure your fear if you run away from something. The only way to overcome your fear is to embrace it, to meet it head on. And that's what, that's what rejection therapy was about. That's what I did. So I'm like, okay, I want to do this for a hundred days. You know, the rejection therapy asks you to do this for 30 days, but I'm like, you know what? I'm doing this for a hundred days. I'm just going to overdose on rejection. You know, I want to see what kind of badass I can become if I can desensitize my fear and, and just totally become fearless. So that's my incentive. And also I used my phone to film myself getting rejected because I thought, you know what, I'm going to make a video blog out of this thing. So maybe the world will hold me accountable. And that's what I, that's what I set out to do. And it started out terrifying. Like it was, I, I, the first rejection request is I, I went out and, and then talked to a stranger and, and see if I can borrow a hundred dollars from him. I was so scared. Um, I still remember that day, like I did, like it happened to me yesterday. I just felt something's going to happen, right? That guy will, will start fighting me and uh, maybe uh, like a verbal altercation will happen or he'll call the police. And that's, and as it turned out, nothing happened. I just went out and asked him. He said, no. And then off I went, but I felt so scared throughout that encounter. And so that night I was, I was like, you know, I was looking to see, I'm looking at my video, right? I, you know, the thing about video blog is you have to experience everything twice, film myself. So I, I need to edit and upload that video. And I just saw how scared I was. So I said, okay, I'm going forward. I'm not going to run at the first sign of rejection. I'm actually, when I get rejected, which will for sure, I will get rejected. I would stay engaged and make jokes, have fun and negotiate. So that's my, that's how I started this whole thing. So I do want to dig in. Tell me about, I've heard a number of stories and, I, and I've watched your TED Talk, et cetera, and heard some of the experiences. Tell me about one of the kind of most profound rejection experiences that you had and maybe one that you haven't talked a lot about in a lot in, in your various kind of speeches and TED Talks. Yeah. So I'll tell you a couple. And the one that I, is the most famous one that I did, you know, and a lot of people know about this, which is the Krispy Kreme video, the Krispy Kreme donuts. So one day I went to this donut shop and asked them to make me donuts that look like Olympic rings. So basically you link those final five donuts, you know, there's no way they're going to do it. No way. You know, who's going to do that? But guess what? The person did it. The donut shop, the, 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 I mean, the donut maker could not let me walk away with the rejection. At the time, I was looking for rejection. No matter what I tried, she was like, ah, I think I can do this. Maybe I can do that. So 15 minutes later, she gave me a, a box of donuts that looked like Olympic rings. And I was just floored. And that's really kind of the, the, it put the whole rejection, 100 days of rejection experiment on the map because that video went viral. You know, there are over 5 million views for that video. And it was really, it was really something that, that, you know, I will never forget. And I have a lot of, I have a lot of examples and some of them are pretty fun. So for example, one day I said, you know, I went to Costco 
And uh, and I, I said, I want to speak over their intercom, right? I want to say hi to their customers. And the manager said, no, no way. And uh, But I said, that's where I learned how to negotiate. You know, this is like uh, 10 days into this. I, I got become so good at negotiating. I'm like, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a member, right? I'm a Costco member. I, I spent thousands of dollars here. Everything I say will be wonderful. I really love your store. I'm going to just say hi to, to your customers and tell them how wonderful your store is. And, and then the manager was saying, actually, if you want to say nice things about Costco, why don't you write an article for our, for our, for our membership magazine? You know, I'm sure they're going to love your article. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to speak over you, you over your intercom. That's all I want. And he's like, well, sorry, I can't let you do this. But you know what? I'll buy you dinner. How about you go, go to the pizza and the hot dog stand and get whatever you want. And, uh, make you and your family happy. We're still happy that you are a good customer. But sorry, we can't say this to you. Right? This really, I mean, that, that, that's a, I mean, how can you not be a fan of Costco after that? Right? I mean, I was a fan before already. But I'm a bigger fan afterward. I probably spent thousands thousands of dollars more at Costco. The thing is, I also learned that people can say no to you and you can say no to other people, but if you do, there's a, there's a right way and there's a wrong way to say no, right? So, and so I went to the, basically went to the other side of the table and you know, look from their lens. If you, if you say no the wrong way, like if you're sarcastic, if you're trying to be rude, that usually doesn't make the other person feel good. But if you can be like, you know, say no the right way, like this Costco manager did, right? He was actually showing me alternatives. He actually cared about my request. In the end, he still couldn't say yes, but he gave me something else. He, so he made me a fan of this guy. So that's another example that I can, that I can talk about that really, that really left a profound impact in me. So now I try, when I say no to other people, I try to do that. I try to give them, show them alternatives and try to help them to get a, get a yes, even though I cannot say yes to them myself. Yeah, I think that's so important and, and saying no with grace and, and being able to say no, but at the same time, you know, do it in a way that doesn't necessarily leave the other person kind of feeling dejected or let down. And, and as somebody who, you know, I, I kind of call myself sort of a people pleaser, you know, I never want to say no to anybody. I never want to let anybody down. And so to me, trying to figure out how to do that and how to say no to people, especially, you know, the busier you get, the harder it becomes. Uh, but the more necessary it becomes. And so I think that's a really valuable skill set and a really interesting kind of takeaway that you learn from that experience. Yeah, I mean, I think most of us are people pleasers, right? Because that's a, our fear of rejection. The flip side of that is the fear of rejecting other people, right? Because if you feel like you feel you're rejecting other people, you feel like a jerk, you feel they're going to reject you because you're rejecting them, if you know what I mean. So... And that's, I mean, that's why the skill, having the skills of saying no to people is actually pretty important. But you can say it the right way that you don't have to feel bad. In fact, you can make them fans of you, just like this Costco manager did. And in fact, you know, you ended up being a, probably a bigger fan of Costco as a result of that experience than, than if he had just said no and kind of moved on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even the guy says no, I would not have any... You know, I would not hold any grudge because I was looking for rejection, right? So I wasn't afraid of any rejection. I was expecting a rejection. But that rejection kind of uh, made me a fan just because how how well it was given, right? How much respect the guy gave me 
And a lot of times it's tough. You know, a lot of times we when we say no to people, we just want to, we just want to finish it. Or we, we end up having to say yes because we want to please them. Or if we say no, we're like no and and no, that we just leave, right? But think about this. Help them, right? If you when you say no to them, help them to get a yes. Like show them, and maybe you can try this. Maybe you can try that. I'll, I'll think. I'll think different ways that you can get a yes. Maybe it's not through me, but someone else might be able to help you. And it's tough to be mad at you when you do that to, to others. And I think that that is a great example, the kind of the, the lesson of how to say no gracefully. It, it, coming back even to the story you told before about the Krispy Kreme donuts, the interesting thing is, and I know this personally because I am a very naturally sort of introverted person, and through essentially things like kind of rejection therapy and another kind of related learning toolkit called social skydiving. Like I, you know, I really was able to get out of my shell and understand how to interact with people and, and realize that there's not, there's really nothing to be afraid of once you kind of get in there. But the, the amazing thing about this and the Krispy Kreme donut story really demonstrates it is that people, when somebody thinks about a rejection challenge, they say, Ooh, I would, you know, I would never want to do that. Oh, that sounds terrible. Like, Oh, I don't want to get rejected. But in many, many instances through your, through your 100 days of rejection and you've written about and spoken about, these amazing experiences come out of it and, and you end up building these relationships with people. You end up creating these really authentic bonds and relationships and it all starts from almost kind of a magic or an audacity of, of just putting yourself out there and not being afraid to, to look foolish and get rejected. Absolutely. And I think everything... I just have a theory that, that everything happens outside. Everything amazing and beautiful happens outside of your comfort zone, right? We all develop these routines, daily routines and comfort zones where we get up, go to work, we, we go through certain motions, hopefully get some joy and excitement out of it, then go home and, and have our social life and whatnot, right? But that, doing that, we develop a comfort zone. We're comfortable in that. And, and, but the thing is, just like entrepreneurship, these type of social... You mentioned social skydiving or the rejection therapy. These type of things where you are basically challenging yourself to go out of your comfort zone, right? And you, um, a lot of times, very just amazing things happen. It's just like you, most people want to start their own, like a lot of people want to start their own business. You know, I live in Silicon Valley now. I just, I've heard so many people are saying, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. But guess what? They have this paycheck from the big company and they don't they feel like somehow they're holding on to it because it's comfortable, because that's that's their routine, because there's something they want to hold on to. But real amazing things happen when you give it up, when you just walk out of that that comfort zone and see what's out there. And a lot of times personal break, you know, a lot, a lot of times the breakthroughs happens in your personal life or you know, in the business world, it's because you, you get out of that comfort zone. So I recommend everyone who wants to find something amazing, wants to do something amazing, constantly challenge themselves to be asked to go out of their comfort zone. And I think that's why I think rejection therapy is such a, a beautiful tool is because it's such a concrete and practical way to blow apart your comfort zone and force yourself into a bunch of uncomfortable situations and, you know, as you experience and as I, you know, I experienced as well, like it doesn't take very long for you to realize, hey, it's not that scary out there. And, you know, you, on your third attempt, basically, you already had like an incredible experience where you built a bond with this woman where you had like a life changing memory, basically, just from going out and trying to get her to reject you. 
Absolutely, and uh, it's just not my story. I've I just heard stories, you know, almost every day from people, all you know, all over the world who have tried this. You know, I I know people who who fell in love with their lives, you know, because they they did this. And I found people who started a new business. I found people who started new podcasts. I've uh, actually have no I've no people who actually double their business because they constantly try to do this now. They constantly force themselves to talk to customers who rejected them in the past or maybe you know talk to other just cold emailing or cold talking to other people and and this really works because when you do that what you will find is you i mean more more than like i'm not saying everyone will say yes to you in fact i would say the vast majority of people when you do this type of thing will still say no to you right but what you find are one it's not really bad right our brain somehow tricks us into thinking it's life and death. If we go out there and we get rejected, then our life, my life will be ruined, right? Everyone in the world will laugh at me. I will just have no self, self-respect, self-esteem. But none of that happens. Once I'm rejected, we just move on. And you're like, wow, that's actually not that bad. So by the fact, you know, by the fact that you're, you didn't die or nothing happened, you become more courageous. But then what, sometimes people say yes to you. And that's where you get a real breakthrough. You you find you start to find out, wow, you know, if if I can get a yes when I'm looking for a no, what else? How many yeses have I missed in my life just because I think I will for sure I will get a no? Then you started becoming this guy where like you want to try everything. You know, you start seeing everything as a possibility, and that's where a lot of the, that's where a lot of amazing things will happen. I love that quote. How many yeses have I missed in my life? It's a great way to kind of really think about it because once you it's almost i almost think that it's like it's like everybody's in this slumber and as soon as you kind of pull the wool off your eyes and realize that all of these kind of social rules and and norms are there's no law of physics that that makes those the case you can go out you can do you can create all kinds of unique and interesting experiences for yourself you can push the boundaries of you know what's possible you can ask for things that are preposterous and you know, in many cases, yeah, you might get rejected, but the the few instances that that it happens to pan out, you you end up creating these incredible and amazing experiences. And and I think you brought up, you know, a really really important point, which is that it's not about getting a yes every time, and it, you have to go into this understanding. The vast majority of people will say no, but it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter if they say no because the few people that do say yes, the few yeses that you get. Are, are these incredible experiences, outcomes, etc. It's 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 something I think is really really important. Yes, absolutely. So it, it's like you know people talk about you know there's there's this saying in basketball you miss 100 percent of a shot you don't take right, but there is a in basketball there's an opportunity cost for that right. If you are taking a shot, maybe someone else is taking the shot, or maybe someone there's a better shot. But in life, that's actually that's even true in life. That there are a lot of times we're just like, oh, I'm not going to ask. I'm, I'm just going to be lazy. Let me just watch TV or let me just do my thing and be with myself, right? It's not like you're missing out by you asking, by you making these requests, by you going out and exploring. You're, you're missing out on something else that's important. A lot of times we just, you know, we just miss out, right? So it's not about getting the yes. It's about you, the fact that you are there exploring, that you are trying to create something you know people often say you know the what i mean there's a saying the worst they can say is no 
right? We hear that we hear that all the time in sales and and in career and whatnot. But I would tell people the the most the worst thing that can happen is not people say no to you. It's actually you say no to yourself. And we do that constantly on a daily basis, everything. So I tell people don't don't say no to yourself. If if there's a you if you get rejected, let other people, let the world reject you. You know, don't reject yourself. I think you made another great point, which is that it's 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 not about getting the yes. The yes is almost like an ancillary benefit. It's about exploring. It's about creating something, and and you know, being someone who's kind of gone through a similar, probably not as uh, intense as a hundred days of rejection, but you know, I experimented with things like social skydiving and trying to get rejected, and it's almost like once you, I started out being an introvert, being terrified of it. And once you start to get in there and do it, it almost becomes addictive. It's so much fun. It's so exciting. You know, I, I, I was joking around with, with my producer, Austin, before this interview. I was like, you know, I was like, man, I kind of want to go out and just do a 100-day rejection challenge just because I think it'd be so much fun to do it. It is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It really, and also it becomes an excuse for you to do and ask for everything that you thought was cool, but you were afraid of doing, or maybe you want to put up, you know, put up doing in the later. You know, one example I gave in my TED talk is I, I you know, I walk into, you know, I walk into a professor's room, uh, a professor's, you know, office, and just ask him, hey, can I be a teacher? Can I teach your class, right? And I've always wanted to be a teacher. I want to feel like, you know, someday I'm, I can teach, a, uh, be able to become famous or, you know, maybe accomplished enough that so I can, you know, teach a college class. And and then that, in that 100 days, I'm like, I'm, you know what, I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm just going to ask them straight up, can I teach your class now? Can I, can you make me a, like a guest lecturer or something? And I came in very prepared, I put a lot of stuff on my iPad and the professor was looking at me and he saw what I was doing. He was like, that actually looks pretty good. I might, I might, I can use you in, in my curriculum. Yeah, maybe I'll come to 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 teach my class for you know for in, I mean for a lesson or something. Then I did right. So it just it was really fun, and I'm like, wow, I taught a you know I I, I was a guest lecturer in a college, and I felt like a teacher at that moment, and I just felt like wow, there's this hundred days I could just ask, you know. But by the end, I'm like, I can ask anything I want. I can ask anything I want. There's a good chance I will get it. And then if I don't get it, that's fine. That's totally fine. So I, you know, the, I challenge everyone to do this because by the end, it's not about going out and getting rejected anymore. It's just you having fun, you trying to see what's possible and you challenging yourself, you know, to get out of your comfort zone. So I think the hardest step to take is always, is always that first step. You know, I, I, I think back to people I know that are shy or, or even I've had listeners write in or reach out to me that struggle to make friends or kind of get into social situations. And I know you, you know, you were terrified when you, when you did your very first of the 100 rejection challenges, what would you say, or what kind of advice would you offer to somebody who, you know, hears all this stuff and says, yeah, that's great, but I, you know, I can't do it or I'm not ready to do it or, you know, it, it's, it's just not right for me or it wouldn't work for me. Yeah, that's a very good point because there are, you know, taking that initial step is the hardest thing. You know, to me, it took took me saying, I'm going to do a video blog to actually get myself to do this. I have to make that hard commitment. And before doing this, I talked to my wife. I was like, do you think this is stupid? And do you think I, I will get in trouble doing this? Or, you know, there's all kind of those, I got to stay in my lane. I got to be a good citizen. I can't 
this looks stupid. There's even for someone like me who was set out so so determined to do this, I still have to face that 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 you know that inertia, right? It's a, it's a, I mean it's, it's basic law of phys, uh, law of physics. If the object is not is uh is is still, it takes a lot of energy to actually start moving it, right? But once you start moving it, the energy it takes to keep it moving is a lot lower. So how do you get that that initial energy to get yourself moving? You do that. By doing something pretty close to your, just a little bit outside of your comfort zone. Don't go crazy. Like I did, ask someone to borrow hundred dollars. That was tough. You know, that was actually pretty tough. I mean, to start to to do this all over again, I would probably start with something easy, something like, you know, something you don't normally do. For example, maybe pull out your phone and uh, just message a long lost friend. You know, someone maybe in college, in high school friend. Just say hi. Just say hey. I haven't talked to you for a while. How it's been a long time. How are you doing? Right. You don't do that every day. And then that's that's you can feel there's a little bit of awkwardness to reach out to someone who you used to know. But guess what? It's really usually not that awkward. You know, and it's you know the awkwardness is in your head. Usually you get pretty good response. Or if you don't get a response, so what? Right. It's not like you're you're you don't have this relationship with that person anyway anymore. Right, it's not like you ruin your relationship by 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 doing something like this. So start some start small, or maybe write a quick email to uh, your high school teacher or maybe your college professor, telling them about your whereabout. Right, these are just start something small and see what happens. Then once you do the first and second one, you can expand your comfort zone a little bit. You know, go go walk out. You know, be on the street, and when you see people, just say hi to them. Right. Say hi to them. These are not that hard. These are pretty easy. But then you build it up. You're like maybe you talk to someone. You shake their hand. Maybe ask to borrow instead of a hundred dollars. Maybe ask borrow a dollar. Maybe uh, uh, ask for a ride. You build it up. Eventually, you'll be like, hey, can I get a piggyback ride of you? Can I untie your shoes? You get crazier and crazier, but you do it gradually. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring the right person takes time. 
time that you often don't have. But you shouldn't let a time crunch get in the way of finding the right candidates for your business. That's why LinkedIn is the best place to post your job. In fact, I was on LinkedIn Jobs this morning looking for candidates to fill a key role in one of my businesses. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with hard and soft skills you're looking for so that you can hire the right person quickly. You can look for things like collaboration, creativity, and adaptability, looking beyond just work skills and resumes to connect you with the candidates who are a perfect match for your business. That's how LinkedIn makes sure that your job post gets in front of the people you actually want to hire because they have a much better ability to get a deep insight into exactly who is the right candidate for you and your business. Find the right person meant for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and the first $50 is on them. Just visit linkedin.com slash success. Again, that's linkedin.com slash success to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. I love that. And, you know, even some of those examples are hilarious, right? Like asking a stranger for a piggyback ride. Um, yeah. Right. But like until you start doing stuff like that, you know, you, you actually sometimes it works out and you end up having these like crazy, funny, ridiculous experiences that really kind of make life interesting. Absolutely. And also you can actually blend it in, blend it with your work. Right. You know, I mean, who says you have to do it? on the street to the strangers, the two strangers. What about if you're in sales, right? Maybe ask for some for something in just talk, maybe call your old customer, right? Maybe just maybe ask someone to buy when they buy something, ask them to buy something else, right? Maybe get rejected, come back again the next day, right? Or uh, you know, if you're in, if you're if you're a buyer, ask for a bigger discount. You know, started with going if you're at a coffee shop, ask for like, hey, can I get um can you get 10% off? Of this coffee, they're like, then they, you know, they may ask you why. You're like, hey, you know, maybe you should offer a good guy discount. You know, I'm a good guy. Maybe, <laughs> you know, something like that. It's pretty harmless, and but this soon you're gonna start to learn. I mean, I can negotiate off anything, right? So uh, if if you're an author, if you're a, if you wanna be an author, you wanna be a writer, maybe just craft an email, quick email, say say find a book agent and saying, you know, hey, just like to talk. You know, and or, you know, do you want, what do you think about this idea? So it can be, these kind of things can be related to your work as well. So in that way, when you do that, not only you're learning more to be fearless, but also you're getting closer to your goals. You're actually, you know, advancing your careers. So try this everywhere. That's great. Yeah. And that makes a ton of sense. It doesn't just have to be in your personal life. And in fact, you might see huge rewards from kind of integrating it into into your career as well. Yeah, I, I met this musician, right? You know, so he, so he lived in Nashville. Um, every musician lives in Nashville, right? I live in Nashville. But, oh, you do? Okay, that's right. So uh, yeah, so it's it's a great town, by the way. I've been there multiple times. It's such, it's in, I mean, such a hip town now in in Tennessee. Anyway, so I have this this guy. He's like he wants to be. He's an independent musician, right? And he's like he had this album. I mean, album he's working on, and he's like, I'm gonna try this rejection therapy thing. So one of his rejection requests is to ask his music heroes to be to appear in his album, right? And the guy said yes. So you know, he has an album where 
one of the songs that has a feature from this his music hero. And this, to him, I don't know. I mean, he said, I don't know if this album will become big or not. And, but just doing that is fulfilled one of the biggest dreams he ever had is to be on the same uh, in the same song with his music hero. And just it, it just happened. So and I'm sure it helps. It helps. You know, the credibility will help his uh, you know, his music career and and or just, you know, just fulfill his dream. So just ask for it. You know, I mean, you probably get a no, but so what? And if you ask more, if you actually what I found is if you ask enough, there's no request that will that will you will get rejected by everyone. This is not going to happen. Like some, you will always get a no, no matter what kind of crazy ideas, what kind of bad ideas you can think about. I mean, I challenge your listeners to do this. Think about one thing that will get rejected by everyone on earth. One request. Think about if you use imagination to find how crazy, how evil, how bad it is. And guess what? Someone will say yes to that. That's great. I love it. And and we always like to challenge the audience on the show and kind of, and I think rejection therapy, you know, one of the beauties of this whole concept is that it takes a lot of these kind of platitudes that you hear all the time. You know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You know, the worst they can say is no. All of these things that people have heard 100 times. Yep. Rejection therapy is the concrete strategy that you can implement literally today, starting right now to to move yourself down that path, to start getting uncomfortable, to make yourself face some of these fears and push through and realize that on the other side, it's not scary anymore. In fact, it's actually really fun and exciting. Absolutely. I mean, I just have a thinking that nothing is new. I mean, nothing is that new. Like the, the ideas, these self, you know, these self improvement ideas, or or any ideas. I don't think any of them are new, right? It's just you how to implement it. And I definitely agree with you. Rejection therapy is a is a easy and concrete way way for you to experience all these things. You don't have to be a uh, inspirational speaker or, or like a, like a sales guru or rah rah kind of guy like a Tony Robbins to to you know to experience this, you know you don't have to be you know like the, a hero to have accomplished a whole lot to experience this. Start small. Start with these little re- rejection requests and see what happens. One more thing I want to add is, you know, it, sometimes people tell me, hey, I just not comfortable asking people things. I feel like I'm bothering them, right? Now, what if you can offer to help someone something, right? What if you just like, hey, you know, I mean, uh, you're in the grocery store. Can I help you to push your card for a bit, you know, so you can rest and, you know, as you can go, you know, go go to shopping, I'll push your card. And what about maybe you, you offer, you're in the store saying, hey, can I buy you a coffee? You know, there's not, I mean, there's no string attached. I just want to buy you a coffee. Something like that, right? In that way, you're offering to help people. Instead of just asking for things, you also get out of your comfort zone. So I think if you know, just keeping a balance of giving and asking while getting out of your comfort zone, you can get a lot from it. So how does somebody who, you know, circling back to this idea of someone who is afraid to take that first step or has had, you know, some traumatic rejections in the past or think, you know, rejections they feel like are traumatic. How do you get past that? Uh, kind of taking rejection personally and, and feeling like it's about you when somebody says no. Yeah. So first of all, that you know, when you start doing this, you will find out that a lot of times, you know, especially, I mean, the whole thing about rejection therapy is you, you do it to a stranger, right? And then you will find out 
it really is not about you because these people don't know you, right? They reject you just because they don't think they should say yes. They don't think they should say yes to a stranger like that, right? Or they don't, you know, it is really not, rejection is really not about you. It says more about the rejector than the rejected. Another thing you can do is make the same request 10 different times or five different times. What you will find is someone will say yes to you usually if you do it five or 10 times. You know, the law of large number, you know, will, will say, you know, maybe there's 20% of people will actually be open to that, right? Well, then what you'll find is, okay, some people say yes to that. Some people say no to that. I'm the same person. And the fact that there are different answers, that shows those people are different. I'm the same. They are different. They're different in terms of the, the way they think, the way they're, they're, you know, their risk tolerance, their preference, how they view the situation, maybe their mood of the moment, right? It doesn't say anything about you. It says everything about them. And you know, marketing, like marketers have found this for a long time, right? You cannot develop a product that, can mar- that everyone would, would, would have. That, you know, I mean, the best product, you will get rejected by a lot of people. But you would develop a rabid fans, a fan base of a small, maybe a small group of people who love your product, right? So it's the same thing. It says about that fan base. It says about that those people who buy your product, you know, I mean, pretty much as much as about, the, you know, your product yourself. I mean, it itself. So, um, yeah, try try different ones. Just be curious. You know, don't set your goal to be like, I'm going to get a yes. That's my goal. No, just say, my goal is to ask 10 people. I want to see how many will say yes to me or how many will say no to me. I know one of the, one of the stories and experiences that you had was around kind of a lesson of how to turn a no into a yes. Can you, can you talk about that and how that kind of learning came from all of the rejections that you faced? Yeah, so when we get rejected, our natural human tendency is to do one of two things, to to fight or flight, right? You fight, you start arguing with this other person and trying to turn their head, their knowing to a yes, just trying to, you know, say if I can convince you to actually change your mind, right? And and your flight is you are running away you're just like oh you know that's okay no uh, you know thank you you just leave right but none of those is actually a good option because if you fight meaning if you try to argue if you try to outsmart or what you know or whatever uh, usually doesn't work because the when you start arguing you're asking someone to change their mind a lot of times emotions and egos get involved people start to dig in so it's really tough to actually turn a no into a yes and another way is if you run, it's even worse because you you are at the mercy of your own judgment. You lose confidence when you just run without giving a, you know, without without actually doing anything. So I tell people, if you really want to turn a no into a yes, okay, by you can start by asking why. You know, saying so when people say no to you, ask why. You know, basically you try to find out what's the underlying reason for there to, to for them to 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 say no to you and you know try to solve that problem for them you know help help you help me right but also when you say why you stay engaged you are buying yourself more time right that's you're not arguing you're not running away but you're buying yourself time you're trying to find out if you can uh, find different ways to to get a yes there are so many things you can do to actually to to turn no into yes but if you fight or flight, you're going to 
that's those are two two of the worst options. And those are the two things we, we do normally. Would you share really briefly, because I know you you talk about it in your TED talk and, and, and other places, but would you share the story of the the flower? Yeah. How, how that kind of demonstrates this lesson really beautifully. So one day I one of my rejection requests was I want to I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have bought some flour from the store and I wanna talk to a knock on stranger's house, a door, I said, Can I plant this flower in your backyard? Right. And the guy the, the girl and he was like, Oh, okay. I that's pretty interesting. I thought you were a sales guy. But no, sorry, I cannot do this uh, for you. And I ask why? And and he's like, Well, I have a dog that would dig up anything and put it in the backyard. And uh, I I don't want to waste you. I don't want you to waste your flowers. You know, actually, my neighbor loves flowers. Why don't you Why don't you go talk to her? You know, and that's like that. I'm, I was I was very happy. So because one, I just got some information. What my first thing I learned is not about me. If I just leave, I, I, it's it's probably I would thought okay, maybe I didn't dress up well. Maybe I didn't. You know, the guy didn't like me, or for whatever reason. It turned out to be none of those reasons. I mean, he, I mean, he told me about his neighbor, right? And two, I gained some very crucial information. You know, I got my referral, right? I got, I got, you know, if you talk to, if you come in and say, hey, your neighbor, your friend recommend me to talk to you, the chance of you saying yes to me actually goes a lot higher. So I go in and go talk to his neighbor. She was very happy to see me and she led me to plant the flower in her yard. And she's like, oh, you know, thank you. This is so nice. This is very interesting. Go ahead and maybe do it here. As it turned out, he was right. She loved flowers. And um, so, yeah, I hope the flower, this few years ago that happened, I hope that flower is still there. I mean, it's just another beautiful example of how all of this magic is on the other side of, of, of doing things like this, but you can't uncover it and you can't discover it until you're willing to push through that fear and push through that little voice in your head that's telling you you can't do it or that you shouldn't do it or that something terrible is going to happen when you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, kind of a corollary of that, another strategy you talk about uncovering was doubt and how doubt could be a really powerful tool for kind of helping people accept some of your requests. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So doubt, another, a better word for doubt is, you know, empathy, right? You kind of want to empath. I mean, you want to empathize with the other person, whether maybe, I mean, anytime you make some uh, big request, they probably have some sort of sort of objection or some sort of doubt that they have about you, right? Now, if you can actually mention those uh, some doubts, especially if you have a good answer for, right? I mean, if you, if you answer a doubt that you have no good answer for, that's not good. But answer, I mean, talk about a doubt that or objection that you actually do have a good answer for, mention it, and that becomes your advantage instead of your disadvantage. If you try to hide, if you're just like, I hope, None of the, the conversation about doubt doesn't happen. I think I hope everything is smooth sailing. That's I mean I mean a lot of times that won't happen because people always have doubt and they won't necessarily mention it to you. They won't be like sitting there. It's like okay, I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna say no to you because all these reasons. Sometimes it's subconscious. Sometimes they have that reason. They can they can even articulate it. But if you mention it and if you're like actually you know what I can this is I can solve this problem. If you do it before they do. The chance, statistically speaking, the chance of you getting a yes actually goes up just because, you know, you demonstrate that you, you're honest, right? You can solve people's problems. If you can have your doubt or people 
what they think about you straight out, you actually incre- increase how much they trust you. And that's, I mean, we, we talk a ton on the show about the power of empathy. And, you know, we, we had a recent interview with, uh, with an, a, a spy recruiter for the, for the government who, you know, one wow. of his core kind of lessons and strategies was focusing on other people and understanding what they need and what they want. And, and you know, it's, it's so simple. When you put yourself in someone else's shoes, when you make it about them and not just about you, it's amazing how effective it can be in terms of getting them on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. You know, empathy is, I, I mean, I totally agree. You know, I, th- I think you put it beautifully. It make people understand it's really about them. So, you know, if you are empathizing with them, even for the, with their doubt, and then they're, people, people want to return in kind. That's what we normally do, right? If you do something nice for me, our natural tendency is to do something nice for you. Even the nice thing is you're empathizing with me, knowing my, my pain, my doubt. And I was like, I understand that. Let me try to solve that for you. And then, then you'll be like, ah, you know what? I'm, I'm that, that, this guy, this person is nice. I'm going to try some, do something nice for this person as well. Yeah, I'm really curious. Uh, you know, you seem like a very creative guy. How did you come up with all of these different challenges for yourself and all these different ways to get rejected? <laughs> when I started, what's Fun, uh, what, what's funny is after the first one, the first is like, let me borrow $100 from a stranger, right? This is my first request. And I found that was like daunting and also pretty boring, you know, asking money from someone. Then I thought, what are some of the funny things I can do? I started trying to have fun, right? What are some of the things I can get rejected, but also just I want to entertain myself in a way. And uh, because rejection is such a, when you think about it you know, from a normal lens, it's such a dry, such a painful experience, such a, a subject that you are trying to desperately trying to avoid. How can I have that in my mind, which I can face it head, you know, face it head on on a daily basis and be able to endure this? I'm like, how about if I just try to be funny myself? I'm just trying to have some fun. I'll get rejected. I'll I'll, I'll make I'll amuse you know I'll just amuse myself. That's why you got uh, all these pretty funny requests where I would ask for a burger refill after uh, lunch. I would walk into a, uh, a like a like a pet store trying to get a haircut like I were a dog. Uh, I would try to uh, I would try to go to walk into a, a shipping store and try to send something to Santa Claus. <laughs> you know I would I just want to have fun. And what I found is somehow this turned into. You know, the, the idea of I'm not taking myself too seriously and I'm having fun. Wow, that translates into how people can relate to you. Not just my readers, but the people I'm making requests to. And they thought it's funny sometimes. And and when I think it's funny, when I don't take myself too seriously, when they reject me, the conversation never turns nasty. It doesn't turn like, yeah, it's not, it's, 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 it's always pretty pleasant. Because people can feel the positive energy in you, even they say no to you. And I, I want to say that, you know, keep that type of humor and positivity in your daily work. It's okay. It's okay to, to have some fun when you make requests, even at work, even uh, trying to make a sale, even in entrepreneurship. And I think that's important. So what would be, as a starting point, obviously you've got uh, tons of examples, but for somebody who's listening, like we've challenged them to go out and get rejected. What's a really simple, you know, one, maybe one to three kind of rejection challenges that they can implement as soon as they finish listening to this episode? Yeah, like I mentioned this, you know, before, right? The number one thing, try to do something 
comfortable, right? I'm trying to film something a little bit is comfortable, but not outrageous, right? You know, text text an old friend, you know, just to get back to them, right? Just to get back, say, hey, you know, hey, how are you? I haven't talked to you for a while. How are you doing? I'm at I'm doing this right now. Hopefully we can we can keep in touch, right? Just do something like that. That's a starting point. Then talk to a stranger, you know, say say hi to someone, you know, give someone a high five, you know, be very happy, smile at someone, right? Then buy something, and get, ask for a discount, you know, or at a store, and then and, and if you go to a store, say hey, can I can I get a discount? Or maybe you're like, hey, can I actually uh can I see your warehouse? Can I see what is out there? I've always wanted, I'm always curious, and I'm just wondering what's out there. Can you let me take a peek? Right? These are the things that there are there are not that I mean there are something you don't normally do that's not that 100% comfortable. But guess what? When you do that, it gets you out of the comfort zone, getting you start getting you on the path of not of uh, looking for things that you know looking for rejection. And I think a kind of an important corollary of that is you know, everyone has a different comfort level. So if, if texting an old friend is something that seems really kind of easy and seamless for you, don't do that and then say, oh, I did my rejection challenge for today. You kind of have to tailor it to something that you feel a little twinge of fear. You have, you have to, it has to be something where you say, ooh, I don't, you know, you have to be at the edge of your comfort zone. And if you don't feel that inside of yourself, then it's too easy and you need to find a challenge that's going to make you have a little bit of that doubt, a little bit of that, you know, second thinking, oh, I don't know if I should do this. Because when you're there, that's really where the magic happens. Absolutely. And I think in the end, I would recommend people blend in these rejection requests that you can get from rejection therapy, you know, or something on your own, you know, invent your own thing. So I, I just met this guy the other day and he just told me this amazing story that, that, after hearing my talk, he did this his own rejection challenge, right? So he would go, he sat down in the bar, coffee shop. He just write down what are the hundred things that, that would take him out of his comfort zone, but also toward his goals, right? He, he wants to expand his business. He wants to find love. He wants to, you know, and he just want to get out of the rut, right? So he wrote down his own challenges and he just did that once per day. And a year later, you know, he's like, he, he just doubled his business. He's about to get married and he's inviting me to his wedding, right? So, and he was near depression. He was like, so, you know, such a rut. And he, he got this out of him because he listed things that will motivate him to get, to, to keep going. So you don't have, don't have to take suggestions from other people. Maybe you can list your own things. I think that's great. And, and I love, you know, we've talked about it in the, already in this conversation, but you can do this as kind of a fun adventure as something crazy to kind of do, you know, in your free time, or you can align it with the goals that you have for your life. And that's just as powerful and can end up creating some really amazing results. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you, you shared another lesson, which is that if you look at some of the most impactful people in the, the history of the last hundred years, people like Martin Luther King, people like Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, etc. All of these people achieved what they achieved because they had a, a powerful relationship with rejection and they were able to power through it and, and use it as fuel to, to accomplish their goals. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if you think this is where the, the, you know, the ultimate level was rejection, whereas you, 
embrace rejection. You know rejection actually means something good rather than something doing something bad, right? So we in life, we think reject we'll think rejection is something bad, right? Something that we should avoid. And if you can just avoid rejection or minimize rejection your way into success, you are fooling yourself. Because the real success that the people who who really success not only successful in their own lives but also can change lives of other people these are the folks that are not didn't do it by avoiding rejection by trying to go through the easy route the thing they're doing i mean the ideas they're spreading the product they're building some of the people hate them some of the people not only hate them they violently hate them uh, in fact the, the the example of nelson mandela he was put in jail for a long time Right, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and Gandhi; those people were assassinated. I mean, you cannot get any worse rejection than those. But that's because you know they understand rejection doesn't mean they're wrong. Because especially the stronger the rejection, that means the stronger the acceptance from the other side. If you can stir up strong emotions from someone, that can mean you've got something. That means there's the upset of those people. There are people who would strongly embrace you. So don't be afraid of rejection. Don't be like, oh man, people hate this. That must be, I must be doing something wrong or maybe I'm stupid, I shouldn't do this. Think about the people you are serving. Think the people will equally, um, will, will embrace you with equal fervor. Think about those people. If you can find those people, if you, have, if you can find your own tribe, you'll do some amazing things for them. And for listeners who want to learn more, who want to dive in, who want to get some advice and start with things like rejection therapy, where can they find you and all of these resources? Yeah, so you can go to rejectiontherapy.com. You know, I since last year, I started, I mean, I bought rejection therapy, the about the domain and intellectual property from the from the original owner. And now I run this. And my goal and my life and my life mission now is to make this, you know, I, got, I want to make a lot more people use it. I want to turn this into a, a, a bigger movement. So a lot of people would, would share their stories with me, like, like this guy that, you know, that I just met the other day, right? So if you want to learn more, if you want to go, you know, experience this, go to rejectiontherapy.com, sign up with my blog. But more importantly, I'm working on digitizing rejection therapy. I'm working on making this a mobile app, an interactive social mobile app where you know you could be challenged constantly with rejections but also you will learn things from this app if you want to be i'm I'm looking for testers right if you want to be beta tester where when when i'm done with this app you can test things out you'll be one of the first users of this go to my website and sign up there's think of a pop i think of a pop-up where you can put in your your name and uh and, and, and email then i will keep you updated with this new app i'm building Awesome. Well, Ja, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of rejection therapy. You know, I love the work you're doing. I, I really can't emphasize enough how excited this kind of stuff makes me. I've done it in my own life. I know how powerful it can be. And for anybody out there who's who's scared, who, you know, is is shy, introverted, has trouble making friends or being social, or, or just wants to push their life to the next level, this is such an accessible, easy, simple way to get started with that. And I guarantee you, it changed Jaw's life. It changed my life. It's something that you will find magic on the other side of it if you do it. So just thank you so much for coming on the show and, and sharing all this wisdom. 
And also, yeah, thank you, Matt. Thank you for for doing what you do. Thank you for inspiring people to, you know, to, I guess, to be more successful, to do better and to be more courageous in their lives. You know, this is very important. So I really appreciate you having me on here. Thank you so much for listening to The Science of Success. We created the show to help you, our listeners, master evidence-based personal growth. I love hearing from listeners. If you want to reach out, share your story, or just say hi, shoot me an email. My email is matt at successpodcast.com. That's M-A-T-T at successpodcast.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I read and respond to every listener email. I'm going to give you three reasons right now why you should join our email list today by going to successpodcast.com and signing up right on the homepage. There's some amazing stuff that's going on on the email list that only people who are signed up are getting access to, including curated weekly emails from us every single week, our Mindset Monday email, which listeners have been absolutely loving, short, simple articles and stories that we've really enjoyed from the last week. Next, you're going to get an exclusive chance to shape the show, voting on guests, submitting your own questions to guests that we'll ask on air, things like changing the intro, and much more. Lastly, you're going to get access to free guides, including our most popular guide that we created based on listener demand called How to Organize and Remember Everything. You can get it completely for free along with another surprise bonus guide when you join the email list today. You can join by going to successpodcast.com, signing up right on the homepage, or if you're driving around, if you're on your phone, if you're on the go, just text the word SMARTER, S-M-A-R-T-E-R, to the number 44222. Remember, the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to a friend, either live or online. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us an awesome review and subscribe on iTunes. That helps more and more people discover the science of success. Don't forget, if you want to get all the incredible information we talked about in this show, links, transcripts, everything we discussed, and much more, be sure to check out the show notes. You can get those at successpodcast.com. Just hit the show notes button right at the top. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Science of Success. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.